Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, buddy, how are you today? I'm, uh, I'm all over the place today. I'm, I'm great. I'm feeling great uh, because your beard is amazing right now. Um, it, looks, it looks sensational. It's long. It's uh, voluptuous. And it's, it's well-groomed. I feel like you just groomed, did around. I feel like you just shaved around on top and underneath maybe. On yeah. top of it, I, uh, I tried to fade it myself. I tried to reverse fade on the sides. Dude, it's tough. it is tough. And I love that look. I kind of tried I, to do that last time, but I, I'm a little nervous to do it because I know I'm not going to be good at it. But I love that look, the fade beard. Yep. I like it. I watched a few YouTube videos and uh, gave it a go, and it wasn't bad. I think I'm gonna go to the barber to, uh, later this week or early next week, and I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him do it right. I I don't like the square beards, right? I don't like when people have the beards and they they like comb it and put the goop in it and make it a perfect square. I want you know I kind of like like you said you know kind of clean on the sides, come down to my beard, and I don't usually like pull it down and do everything to make it as long as possible i kind of curl it under you see these dudes with the masks that purposely put their mask above their beard so it's like smashed on on their face <laughs> i just let it i just let it pull back underneath man it don't bother me sure it looks great I, it. This is, I think this might be the longest my beard's ever been it's it, uh, it's got to be close uh and i love it i love your beard and that that takes us right in to the giant news that we have to start out talking about here to this week just this afternoon a couple hours ago before we started recording here James Harden just got traded to the Brooklyn Nets the beard got his wish he we've been talking about this we talked about this when we were picking our our teams for the who was going to make the the finals this year who was going to make the eastern conference western conference finals um we a big part of it was where what's going to happen with James Harden and we like there were picks based off of that, right? Because he's been unhappy in Houston. He said he wanted a trade. He said he wanted out, and they kind of stood put. They didn't do it. They didn't trade him like they said they were going to, like everybody thought they were going to before the season started. Because they knew what they wanted out of it, and they weren't going to trade him unless they got what they wanted out of it. Because they knew they would get something. The closer we get you know, the further into the season, they knew eventually they would get what they wanted. Yes. And then you had the, the episode where he, uh, you know, there were pictures or videos or whatever of him at the strip club with no mask or at the, what, no, it wasn't a strip club. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a party. Oh, was it, maybe it was. Um, oh, well, maybe it was a nightclub, but I thought it was a strip club. It was a, a, like a party for a, a female friend of his or something. Um, I don't know. And maybe it was at a strip club. It was at a, I thought it was at a club. I thought it was a club. Right. Either way. Usually uh, hard. Apparently Harden like lives in a strip club. So that's yeah, and that's probably why. He's got a jersey retired at a strip club in Houston. <laughs> that that doesn't surprise me at all. Um look, he's the best. He's the best or the or second best. A lot of people say say Kevin Durant. Score in the league, right? Um and uh, I shouldn't say right, like, of course, I, I think. those are the I, two I, I think, yeah, I would say when it comes to creating your own, doing what you wanted, any type of shot anywhere on the court, without a doubt. 
So he is joining the other guy in that conversation. So the top two scorers now play for the same team in the league. Plus you have one of the top three or four point guards in the league as well. And another top 10 player probably, right? So Kyrie's probably the best point guard in the league. Maybe. Okay. 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 (laughs) Let's take away from that because the word point guard can be construed so many ways. The true point guard, you're talking about a true point guard, old school point guard, shooting point guard, blah, blah, blah. How about we say this? Kyrie Irving is the best finisher at the rim of any point guard in the NBA. He's one of the best guards. We can say that at least, right? So, uh, and, and I think a, probably a, an overall top 10 player, I would say. Would you say? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Without going through that list, just, just off the top of our head. So, you have those three. All three of those guys have had issues on other teams that they've played for with other great teammates wanting to be Wanting to be the guy that gets the most touches, gets the most shot opportunities, the offense runs through, um, had trouble kind of um, sharing the ball, sharing the spotlight, and and uh, agreeing to things, especially on the offensive end, with some of their best teammates. I don't necessarily agree that all three of them are that way. I don't feel Kevin Durant is that guy. Kevin Durant had a problem with guys like Draymond Green from that Golden State Warriors team. It wasn't necessarily his touches and splitting touches with Steph. I feel like now the other two, yes, that all oh, that's all well documented. But I don't know that I put KD in with them in that case. I, I was just thinking back to Westbrook. I don't think I don't think that was the, an issue in Golden State. But I was thinking back with Russ, with Russell Westbrook, and you know, people. Uh, Kevin Durant's not the only one who had the criticisms of Russell Westbrook. Almost everybody did because of his shot selection and his ability to shoot and that kind of thing. And he would, he would try to make plays on his own when he had Kevin Durant, the best scorer in the league, uh, in certain situations that he probably should have deferred. But, you know, the way that he, he hasn't always had great relationships with teammates, at least. And maybe it's not always about the, the basketball stuff, but like you said, with Draymond, and, and part, a big part of that was Draymond's fault for calling him out in the middle of a game you know, and then what, what are you going to do? Like, you know, calling him out for the distraction of whether he's going to stay or not in the middle of a basketball game. You don't do that. Yeah. But apparently there were other things leading up to that. And he's had, you know, all the trouble with the media. You know, he, he's been – he's kind of aloof a little bit. He, he's, he's had those episodes where, like Kyrie's had a lot of and like James Harden has had plenty of. Um, and, and James Harden – had issues with Chris Paul. He had issues with Russell Westbrook and he had issues with his coaches. He had issues with the front office and he's so let's, let's, let's talk about that part of it first. The, the issues that he had with all the different people and the issues that he now talks about of the, that he openly has talked about, about the organization of the Rockets organization as where the, as like yesterday. As, yeah, as, as early as yesterday. At what point in time do, do people start looking at, at the man, at the one thing that's been the constant on that team this whole time? And, and that organization has put a lot of really, really good players around James Harden. 
And that they had a team that took Golden State seven games. And maybe if it wasn't for Chris Paul that couldn't play, who knows? Maybe they were in a finals. But there's one – there's only one consistent on all those teams, and that was James Harden. That's right. Yeah, and not only from that – the issues with the players, but all the years that those guys – that they had a top two or three team in the West and got – He's, you know, got to the Western Conference Finals or the semifinals. And then James Harden was one of the best players, one of the best two or three players in the league all year, and then kind of crapped out a little bit in the playoffs and, and didn't perform as well, didn't shoot, you know, had, had, a, had a game in a series where he shot the ball poorly. That, right. You know, and, and his issues on the defensive end for a long time that he's gotten better with but still isn't consistent enough with like, that he needs to be. Um, it, you know, uh, honestly, it seems from Houston's perspective, like, and I think that's what you're getting at, is it's probably best for them to move on from James Harden. As good, as great as he is, you're right. The constant, they have not gotten over that hump. They've not got, been able to get to the finals. And he's been there. The, he's been the centerpiece that they've built around for five, six years, however long he's been there, six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. Probably a good move for them. Unfortunately, it's, it, it made Harden look bad the way that he has laid this whole thing out from the offseason, starting in the offseason, after having another issue with another star player in Russell Westbrook, and then they shipped Westbrook off. Um, and they didn't want – they wanted to stick with him. They wanted to stick with James Harden. And they tried to, and he had the issue, like, like we said in the beginning, he's not, you know, doing the stuff necessary to, to stay healthy and be able to play um, and, and, you know, be within the protocols and stuff like that to be able to play these games. And he's also been putting on some weight. He's, he's putting on some, some after, weight. After he lost all that weight in the, you know, before the COVID restart happened, he looked so great going into the bubble. And he looks like he's definitely out of the bubble and uh, he's been hitting up them chicken wings somewhere. You know what I'm saying? A little too many of them. But Yeah, he's getting a lot of DoorDash delivered in his bubble. No um, doubt. He's got a bubble on the front of his stomach now. So, anyway, um, that was – oh, boy. If that's a preview of what's going to happen in a little bit here, I'm so sorry. All right, so – Wait, we haven't even got to talk about that yet. There's so many things that we've got to do today. So, we need to get through this. Let's get through this. I feel like we're talking about the same thing. All right, so let me, let me lay this out. Stop where we're at now. Let me just lay out the entire thing because James Harden is not the only big name, not the only star in this. Not at all. Great. First of all, four teams are involved. All right, so, so the Nets get James Harden and a second-round pick. The Rockets. From Cavaliers. The second-round pick comes from the Cavaliers. Okay. The Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, um, I'm not uh, Rodians, Karuks, Kuruks, something like that. I, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. I heard it last year, but I can't remember. Four first-round picks, unprotected from what I understand, and four pick swaps. So eight draft picks. No, the oh. they get three first-round draft picks from Brooklyn. Those are protected. Those are there. Those they are get 22, 24, and 26. Okay. Also, they get the Bucks first round. Wait a minute, the Bucks? I can't be right. 
the Bucks aren't even in this thing, are they? I, I didn't think so. Okay, well, it's got to be somebody else. It says the Bucks. Oh, it's oh, it's Pacers. It must be the Pacers then. Probably Pacers via the Bucks. So the Pacers probably. Via, okay, no, so it's the Bucks via. Okay, that makes sense. So Bucks first round pick in twenty two. That's unprotected. Okay, from that's from the Cavaliers. Sorry, sorry. Let me keep reading. So they've got the three first rounders, 22, 24, and twenty six, from Brooklyn. Those are protected. They get the Bucks' first-round pick, which is actually the Cavaliers' first-round pick in 2022. That's unprotected. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that one is unprotected. And, that, and then they've got the – Cavaliers. Okay. That makes sense. So then they've got, then they've got four Brooklyn first-round swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. That, my friend, could be the biggest part of the whole trade. Yeah. So the Rockets get a, a, a whole new team, basically, and the most well, – before I say that, let's, go, let's see. So the Cavs get Jared Allen who is a really good big man who is probably going to be hidden a little bit because there's so much star power there. But he, he's, I think, turning into and going to turn into even more so uh, a really good center in this league. Uh, and Torian Prince, a, a, a really solid role player. I got to tell you, I feel like the Cavaliers made out very besides, – besides the Nets, who obviously get the, the biggest star in this – and the Rockets, who get like 57 picks over the next couple years, they're going to basically be the NBA draft for the next couple years. The Cavs did pretty good. They gave up. They gave up an unprotected pick from the Bucks, and they pretty much get. They get. Uh, oh, they gave up another pick um, to Brooklyn as well, and they get Jared Allen, who, like you said, I think he could be a big player in that team. That Cavaliers team is good. They're a they're a good team right now. They're uh yeah they started the, they started the season well. I don't think they sustained that all year, but well I'll tell you as soon as um what's the guy's name name uh their their point guard Garland um Darius Garland as soon as Darius Garland finally comes back off this this was you know, four or five games he's been out for now when that kid comes back he is a stud point guard. It's a kid you're going to hear a lot from. He is a stud. And when he's there and when he's playing, that team is good. Yeah. Yeah, they have a, they have a good young backcourt who if they continue to develop and reach their somewhere close to their ceilings, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, they could have a – you know, they could end up being a sort of a – I don't know, the comparisons are so hard, but, but Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum kind of sure, – 100%. That could, could that could surprise somebody as a middle as a as a middle seed in the in the in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and I and I think we're talking about a, a few years from now. To be honest with you, uh, about two, but at least one. I mean, with by by next year, that could happen. Maybe, maybe the the other weird thing is they have a lot of they have a lot of centers. They have a lot of bigs, and so adding Jared Allen to that group, I don't know. There there's going to have to be some movement after this, I think, with the Cavs. I think that's – But the centers, their big guys are not young. Their big guys are the oldest part of their team. Yeah, there's depth there, but you know none of those guys are have more than one- or two-year contracts. So they, I, I see them picking up a Jared Allen as the actual future and get to learn under a, under a, a basketball uh, rat, rat's net, rat tail 
Javel McGee and uh, whoever else. Well, uh, <laughs> Love, um, Kevin Love's still there. Oh, yeah. Different guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Jared Allen would be a good guy to, to make as your center for going forward. Okay, and then the Pacers get Karis LeVert, who I'm a big I'm a big Karis LeVert guy. I feel like I've I've said stuff about him a couple of times on this podcast because I'm I'm maybe I'm too much maybe I'm too big on him, but um, Karis LeVert and a second round pick for the Pacers. So to be honest with you, I think they I think the Pacers kind of stand even. I think they get rid of Victor Oladipo, which is unfortunate, but bring in Karis LeVert. And I think they, those two could be on a pretty parallel plane there. I, I think those guys could be pretty close. Karis LeVert, I think, can give you – now that he's going to be, you know, the premier guard on that team probably, you know, he, he's going to have an opportunity to score again like he did the last couple of years when, the, when they, you know, were super injury riddled. You know, when, when Kyrie was out last year, Karis LeVert was – or on that team and um, hopefully he gets a, a chance to go there and keep developing keep getting better and he's playing with a great center and Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner as well so um, I still like the Pacers even though they get they lose Victor Oladipo bringing in Karis LeVert I still really like the Pacers um, I now going back to what I was going to say before Victor Oladipo and John Wall that backcourt for the Rockets now that's kind of interesting I kind of like that and John Wall just put up a what was it the other? He just put up a huge game the other night. It seems like he's actually healthy now, and with James Harden gone, you're going to get to see him really ball out. You know, ball out, yep. ball out like it's ten years ago, and I'm a nerd. But um, anyway, the kids are saying these days ball out, and uh, so that's what we're going <laughs> to. I love how you say ten years ago. Like nobody ever said ball out ten years ago. No, I don't know. Was it five years ago? I don't know. Two years ago, who knows? Ball out, let's go. I, I, it felt really weird coming out of my mouth. I do not say ball out. I hated saying that. You're not a you're not a sayings kind of guy. You're uh, not a uh, you know, on fleek or or uh, no. give me some more. That's prime or uh, <laughs> yeah, um, squeezy. Oh my little my kids, my my eight year olds baseball. We're practicing the other day, and the kid said, "Man, I got that ball, and I was and I yeet, I yeeted it." And I says, you what? I yeeted it. Says, you ate it? You eat, You were eating it? No, yeet. You know, like throw it really hard. Hey, little eight-year-old dude, I'm pretty sure you have no idea what that means like in, <laughs> in the span of things. But neither do I, so I can't help you there. It, that's the problem is, and, and here's, a, here's the get off my lawn segment that we haven't done in a long time, but People can just make noises and call them. And as soon as, as soon as like 200 people pick it up on Twitter, guess what? It's a big thing now. It's what everybody's saying. All you got to do is make a noise. And it's, if it becomes popular, if you figure out how to make it popular, it, 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 it's legit now. Oh, boy. And Adam's getting excited. He's got his, he's got his, he's got his uh, laptop on his lap. And his laptop's shaking around a little bit. Oh, yeah. boy, he's getting excited. I love it. I love it. If you're watching <laughs> I'm eating over here, I guess. (laughs) Those were the big things. I mean, the Pacers getting Karis LeVert and then that backcourt that the Rockets have now with Oladipo, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot different and they're going to have an opportunity to play a lot different style without James Harden. Now the Rockets, 
it, it seems weird to say, I, I don't necessarily think they're going to be better, but they're going to be different. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, especially going into this off season, how they, you know, how they choose to, because half these picks, they might end up trading and, and actually bringing in somebody good, um, bringing in another guy to maybe go along with all the depot and wall, bringing in a, a good big or something like that. Um, and then obviously in Brooklyn, it's already a circus because Kyrie Irving, I think is, is missing his, it is maybe fourth or fifth straight game for personal, yeah. personal reasons. Well, in the beginning started out as personal reasons. And now even when he may be ready to come back, oh boy may not be accepted because the NBA who has plenty of things to do right now being that they've got teams that are only dressing eight players last Saturday for the Sixers. You've got teams completely riddled with COVID, having to figure out schedules because of games being postponed. And now the NBA has to investigate a video of you because you decide because you're at a birthday party with no mask on. That's right. And I, I think from what I heard, if I heard this right, it was a family, it was a family member. Yep. I don't know if it was like an extended family member or if it was somebody close or whatever, but, um, you know, the video had, multi, had many people in it from what I understand. And that's the key, right? Yep. Like the, the whole point of this thing, if you're in the NBA and you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars, I don't care if you like masks or don't like masks. If they tell you to do it, do it. There should be a way. I'm telling you, there should be a way for the Nets to be able to get some money back on this he's making 36 million dollars a year or something ridiculous like that there's got to be a way for them to I would be upset especially now that I got James Harden I would possibly think about a way to maybe void a contract uh, because he obviously he signed a contract to go play basketball and he's not playing there's got to be some kind of his teammates are backing him up right now, but they're just saying what they have to say. You know that they're pissed off just as much as the actual team is. It's the same kind of thing. The reason that you see in contracts things written in about, um, you know, not riding motorcycles and dirt bikes and doing, you know, uh, you know, kind of risky outdoorsy stuff or just risky stuff, not necessarily outdoorsy, just anything, you know, you don't go uh, – you know, don't, don't go to the trampoline park and, and I don't know, just, you're not supposed to do stuff like that. Like baseball players have in their contracts. They're not supposed to play basketball in the off season. Some guys, because there's an injury risk there, right? Yep. The same. I feel like it's the same thing. And these things probably aren't written into their contracts right now, but I agree with you though. It's if, if nothing else, we talked about this a few weeks ago, that's just disrespectful to the rest of your team. It's that's showing all it's showing your team that you care about yourself a lot more than anybody else. You don't, it doesn't matter to you whether you're there or not. You know this is violating the protocol that they have to – this isn't the bubble anymore. Totally different thing. You have more freedom to go around and do whatever you want. But everybody in the NBA should be doing little bubbles as much as they can. You know what I mean? And, and it, Because it, it just makes sense. You have to – you're especially a star. You are really much – for wins and losses for your team, it just it, it, it's really sending a bad message to his teammates. Fortunate and my my thing is Steve, Steve Nash has to be put in front of the media every week. And in the beginning, he didn't even know where this dude was. 
He had no idea. Kyrie had said some things to his, to his teammates, but nobody even knew where he was. He's not injured. I mean, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything about like a death in the family, which if there was, you know, obviously this is a whole, you know, we have a different conversation, right? But, but, but there's only a couple reasons why you just leave in the middle of the season. And outside of those, literally, I can only think of two or, or having a baby. There you go. Three. I can't think of any other reason that would be acceptable from your team through your contract of not playing in five games. He, I think he's talked about, I think he specifically has talked about this. And a lot of guys have come out in the last couple of years and the NBA um, kind of taken, taken the whole mental health thing under their, under their wing. And, and there's initiatives and, a lot of guys have come out and spoken about they're kind of like taking the whole mental health thing really seriously. You see little, you know, you see it uh, across the bottom line during on NBA TV during games, you know, their mission about, you know, mental health and all that kind of thing. And Kyrie has said things and had these, it had these, you know, things in the media that, that you kind of wonder, like, is this guy okay? You know, like you kind of, I feel like at least I have been like, man, that's kind of out there. Like, you know, the flat earth thing, everybody kind of makes fun of it and that kind of stuff. But he, it's, he said stuff where you're like, man, I, at least where it makes me feel like in this situation, if it's personal reasons, he had to leave the team. Maybe it's a mental health thing. Maybe he kind of needs some help. Now, go be with your family if that's part of what you need. But also, if you're – I mean – if you're planning on coming back, I can't just be around a whole bunch of people with no mask on. Yeah. And also if it's a mental health deal, I understand that Kevin Love came out. He was one of the first ones coming out and made it a big deal and, and, and good. That's all good. But if you just need to miss time all of a sudden in the middle of the season for mental health issues Mm -hmm. or, or because you're, you're struggling with, with whatever I know he's got a lot of political not political ties but the he's got a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that he feels with the uh, Black Lives Matter and things like that so if that's part of it dude then you just need a publicist or an agent to just come out and say you know there's something going this is what's up because what's going on and what's going on people need not people I say people like I don't need to know it doesn't matter if I know but it is very important and if for your team to know, yeah. your coach, to know, and if you don't want the backlash and you don't want your mental health to get even worse, yeah, let the media and everyone else know what's going on so you don't look worse than you are. If you don't like, if you need mental health day because the media portrays you wrong and you hate it and it's, and it's, and it's messing with your mind, Okay, well, let's let everybody know that. Otherwise, the media is just going to keep getting on you harder and harder. Yeah, yep. And uh, I don't know. I, he's done it to himself so much, and I, I hope that he is healthy. I hope that is he's mentally healthy. I hope it's not that. Um, but it's just that ran, that runs through my mind when I hear personal personal reasons that he had to leave the team. It's got to be big, like you said. It's got to be something pretty big, pretty important to leave the team during the, during a, a, a time where you all also have, even before James Harden, you had Kevin Durant and you were going to be easily one of the best teams in the league. At least. Another, 
another mental health uh, 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 recipient with Kyrie. This team's going to be rough, buddy. I'm telling you what, the talent between those three and the headspace between those three, Steve Nash has his work cut out for him. I almost interrupted you to say, and a rookie head coach, and you were right on it. Um, it it's going to, yeah, I mean, Steve Nash seems like such a put-together guy, such a, such a, you know, intelligent guy who has that team concept and what it takes to be a great team. Unfortunately, he never got to play in the finals or anything like that, but he was part of a lot of really good teams, and he was like the ultimate teammate. He knows what what culture means. He knows what – being a great teammate means, and that's this is a team that is going to need that. They need Phil Jackson, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't even know if Phil could handle this one, but um, Steve Nash seems to have a good, seems to have the right head on his shoulders to be able to handle that. But this is his first experience with this too, so uh, as a head coach. So we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be really fun to to see once all those guys get back together and get on the floor at the same time. Who knows when that's going to be? But once that happens, maybe, maybe in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be incredible to see how they make that work. Yep, it will be. And I'm excited to see it because I really want to see great basketball being played. But it makes me worried, man. There's something going on with Kyrie. I don't know what it is. He is so much fun to watch play basketball. He is so – he might be my favorite person to watch play the game of basketball right now in the NBA. And uh, I just – it irritates me more than anything. If I was his teammate, I'd probably – I, I – oh. He's lucky you don't play with Draymond Green. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, his teammates are going to support him, at least publicly, um, because that's what you do. Uh, you pick your teammates up. But if also if I'm his teammate – and I don't understand what's going on, and I don't know what's going on. And he's our team is different and not as good because he's not there. I kind of want to know, like, okay, what's what's going on? Number one, number one, is he okay? Is his family okay? All that kind of stuff. And then number two, when can we expect him back? Is he what does he need? Does he need anything? Can I do anything to get him back quicker? Whatever. But yeah, I, I totally agree. His team. You and I don't need to know what's going on with him, but his team certainly does. That's important. I agree. And when your coach stands up there and says, I don't even know where he's at, that's an issue, bub. That's trouble. That's an issue. All right. I, I think that was uh, – I think we, we did a pretty good job on that. I, I feel good about that whole deal. Harden uh, – uh, Harden's been dying to get out of, out of Houston. He got it. Rockets get all the depot and a bunch of picks. Uh, Pacers get Carrie Slavert. And now, Adam, there's two things coming up in this podcast that I really, I'm really excited for. Okay. Uh, the first thing I'm super excited for is this Mount Rushmore might be one of my favorite Mount Rushmores we've, we've ever done. Uh, best 90s sitcom, sitcoms. Uh, I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. But before we get to that, I've lost a lot of bets lately. It's been bad. I've had to do, I had to do a minute of comedy by myself. I had to sing a song, acapella on the podcast. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, we all know that I have also had to wear speedo on the podcast. I mean, there's there I've I've lost enough. Don't say do. I did. I lost. I had to. I had to wear that. It was part of. It was part of my losing. You got. To. You. Got I got to. to. You're right. I got. To. You're right. <laughs> and I got to sing. <laughs> anyway, um, I had to watch you do a podcast <laughs> in a speedo in the same room. <laughs> I feel like you might have got it worse, and you were only like a foot and a half away from me, uh, or of it. <laughs> uh, so. That being said, Mr. Schmidt has lost a bet. I don't even know what the bet was, to be honest with you, anymore. I'm, I've, lost, I've lost track of all of our bets. Oh, this is the uh, – no, this is for the football pick mm-hmm. Correct. Adam, you now have to do two minutes of stand-up comedy without me saying a word. I'm, I'm going on mute, and you get to do two minutes of stand-up comedy. I think this is going to be really good. I've got – Adam is a, Adam's a guy who I feel like he's got some funny stuff in there. Well, uh, like I told you uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago, just trying to prepare something. And I've had hardly any time to prepare between basketball and work, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm really, I was lucky to, I love comedy so much that over the last several years, I've had a couple of thoughts only a couple of thoughts over the last couple uh, over the last several years. Those are the only thoughts I've had. Um, <laughs> but thoughts about something that I think, man, that can maybe turn into a joke at some point. And I've written them down or put them in my phone and I still had those. So luckily I had a couple things on the back burner that I could go to and try to come up with something for this in a short amount of time. But for you to, to, you know, we basically had a week, when we knew for sure I had, I guess I had like two weeks. Um, but that's not very much time to develop a joke. So, not at all. And you know that even better than I do. Cause you had to go through the whole thing and perform it and all that kind of stuff. So, all right. I have to, well, pay I'm up. going to, I'm going to introduce you like you introduced me and then I'll go to mute. I'm going to get myself a little two minute timer set up. And I'll just, I'll give you a little, I'll give you one of these. I'll give you one of these when your two minutes is up. If you want to finish the joke, feel free. Uh, and then we'll come back on. Let me, let me get a timer set up here. Uh, let's see. Oh, two minute timers already set up. Um, all right, here we go. So let's see here. All right. I was just writing my introduction down for you. All right. Are you ready to go? You good? You've seen him on literally nothing. <laughs> Are you ready to go? Yes. All right, here we go. You've seen him on the Rosie O'Donnell show as well as PBS Kids. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Schmidt. Thank you very much. Uh, Rosie's just a sweetheart, I got to tell you. You know, I'm on my phone way too much, and anybody who's on their phone too much, which most of us are, uh, you, you text back and forth with people, and especially if you've been in a, in a relationship, texting has kind of taken over relationships. One of the worst things when you are in a relationship and you are texting back and forth with your significant other is when you text someone something and they respond with just the letter K. That means okay, but it means okay, but not really. I'm not happy about this. 
but I, I, I've been trying to, this is not a relationship, uh, romantic relationship, but I have a relationship with a nutritionist that I've been working with because I'm trying to get healthier. And uh, so, so she texted me the other day and said, hey, uh, you know, she was looking through my diet. I have to send her everything I eat. And she said, uh, you need some more potassium in your diet. You need to add some potassium. And she told me why. Um, and so I, uh, I responded, okay, I don't like bananas. Uh, and, but I responded, okay. And she, uh, she said, uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I, I like music, big music fan. When I was younger, I, uh, I tried to le start learning how to play the guitar and uh, I was about 13 or so and joined a band with some, with some guys that I knew. Um, and, uh, and when you're 13, you're confused about a lot of things. That's a very confusing time. And um, so we were a, uh, we wanted to be a metal band. We liked metal, like super hardcore death metal. But we, uh, we grew up in the suburbs and we, we went to church every Sunday and our parents were nice. Uh, so we formed a Christian metal band and uh, we were confused. It was, uh, it was called the, we were called the Satan's Helpers, which doesn't make sense because we wanted to get, uh, we wanted to get the uh, same principles that we hear from metal bands uh, and, and those, you know, satanic themes uh but we were just good boys we were good boys so we called the satan helpers hey let me ask you something how many people you think named betty have a gambling addiction i have no idea no idea how many i don't know i was just saying their name's betty so uh <laughs> that didn't that didn't go the way I wanted it to, but uh, right, I to say, was I not supposed to say anything? No, no, no. I, I just B E T T Y Betty, like. You know. oh. All right. So I got to tell you, much. I'm Carlos Mencia. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, um, I got to say, Mount Rushmore. All right, here we go. Mount Rushmore of 96. No, 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 no. no. You, you rated mine. I get to rate yours. The first joke, the potassium joke, I was low. As soon as, as, soon as you so you said, talked about Kay, and as soon as you said, she said, we need, I need more potassium, I started cracking up right away. I already knew who the joke was. That was beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Here's the thing. You knew it was coming, and, and they say that the best comedy comes from surprise. So I think I need to change that somehow. But I wanted to use the K as, you know, from the, the symbol on the periodic chart or whatever. I wanted to I think, do that, but yeah. I didn't. I, I, it, that, needs, that needs a lot of work, but thank you. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe, maybe don't do the prequel of where the K comes from, because now they're expecting you to say K back. So kill the prequel. Just talk about your nutritionist. And then say, I just said K. And then boom, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so those are, that's a good like Mitch Hedberg, uh, you know, make you think for a second. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. The Satan's helpers, the, the nice kids. That was well done. Well done. I like it. When I, I started to, to think about a long time ago, and I kind of just had a, had a kind of a general idea, and I didn't, 
I didn't put it together. I probably should have. There was another joke that I had that I should have substituted for that one, I think. I wish you would have. I wish you would have. You didn't want to get too risque. Told me in the production meeting earlier, and uh, I said, do it. It'd be the, it'd be the best one. And he, he left it out, keeping it PG for us. I was trying. I'll save that one, though, uh, in case we decide to do this again. For uh, I hope, Because I'll tell you what, the other day I was in – yesterday I was in West Virginia. And I had a little chat with a fella. And he gave me – he he tells me a story. And I said, oh, my God, that would be a terrific joke for a comedian. And he goes, uh, okay. Like, how, oh, man, sorry. I'm always thinking about – because uh, like, I didn't explain it all, but like in my head, I was like, oh, I sound like a, like he just totally me like I was like, I'm telling him his life is a comedic joke or something. But oh, I've got one up the sleeves. Might be one of my favorite ones. But uh, this, this, I'm, I'm pretty excited if we ever have to do this again. Okay. All right. I guess we, I guess we're just going to have to keep doing this then. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We'll figure it out. Anyway, let's get to the Mount Rushmore because Adam, Look, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to. I don't want to, but I'm going to. I'll pat you on the back. In, in a pinch. In a pinch yesterday, I might have came up with the most difficult or at least broadest spectrum Mount Rushmore we've ever had. This was, this was a fun one to think about, for sure. So first off, I want to say this is 90s sitcoms, okay? And back in the day, TV shows – were totally different than they are now, right? You had sitcoms, you had the, your like Law and Orders, which were dramas. And then nowadays, you know, you don't even really see too many sitcoms or anything because everybody's got the Netflix and the Hulus, and now those guys are doing things. <clears throat> but you binge watch all that stuff. You don't get to watch it one week at a time. There's still some good ones out there now. Um, but I feel like... The 80s were good. There's some good shows. Golden Girls, Mr. Belvedere, Webster, some good ones in the 80s. Oh, yeah. But the 90s were our coming-of-age years, right? Those were the years that we grew up in the most. Therefore, I feel like they're – I feel like maybe I'm biased, but it was the best years of TV ever. Yeah, I'm sure people who were you know, between 10 and 20 in the 80s would feel different, and same with people in the 70s and stuff like that. But um, I agree. I, I, you know, we we probably watched a lot of the same shows growing up, and we're about to find that out for sure. I tell you something, Adam. Mm -hmm. I wrote down 50 TV shows. Wow. <laughs> I wrote down 50. Now, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven that I put at the top that I had to choose from. Okay. Really, I had three off the top of my head. I really had to choose uh, like eight of them for the – I had to go between eight for the last pick, and I still haven't even done it yet. I've only got three right now. I, this is going to be a game-time decision. Okay. So, do you want to – I say we do it this way because I want to talk about the rest of these shows because there's a lot of shows that are on honorable mention. Mm -hmm. so do you want to just boom go with your four go with my four and then have some fun and talk about everything else yeah we can do that 
Or what's your idea? How do you want to do it? Or do we talk about all the ones we didn't pick? Let's, let's say ours up front. I think you were right the first time. I think let's give our four, and then we can talk about the, the ones that didn't make the cut. Okay. So you want me to go first? Yep, go ahead. All right. I have – so I have three that I think you're going to be like, yeah, and then there's one I told you that I think is going to – I think it's going to be a surprise to you. Yeah. So I've got Family Matters. Got, I put Seinfeld on there. I didn't know you were a big Seinfeld guy. I, I'm not. I've seen every episode, but I, and I, I think it's probably the most overrated show, but I also still like it. Wow. that's a, So you still put it at – and this isn't the Mount Rushmore. This is your Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore. So I'm putting it in there because I think I think I probably if I see if I'm flipping through channels and all the ones that didn't make it, if I see Seinfeld on, I think I'll that over any of the other ones. Yeah, good. So all right. Really close. All right. Family matters. Family matters. Seinfeld. I think number one for me, these aren't necessarily in order, but I think number one for me is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And my one that I think is going to surprise you is News Radio. Oh, Joe Rogan. News Radio. Joe Rogan was in News Radio, yes. They're I tell you that Joe. News Radio had so many – good characters in it. I mean, just look at the guys who were in it. A young, young hair, guy with hair, Joe Rogan. Hair Joe Rogan. Uh, Phil Hartman was in that. Uh, um, Andy uh, Dick. Andy Dick. And Dave Foley. Dave Foley's one of my favorite people. Yes, and Stephen Root. Stephen Root yeah. played Milton in uh, Office Space and yeah. some other things. And he's also in uh, Barry, if you ever – on, uh, I believe it's on Prime Video, Prime, maybe something, one of those, or HBO or something. Barry is a, is a good show, and he's a big part in that. Yeah, and uh, the, the ladies that were in that, Mara Tierney, who's been in a whole bunch of things, Vicki Lewis, who's from Cincinnati, from Anderson Township, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anderson so, High School. Uh, so, Alexander was uh, – she was – I had a little crush on her when I was watching that show. So mm-hmm. um, let me tell you – I wrote a bunch of TV shows down and some of them next to it. I wrote the characters that I remember, like people that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I wrote the most next to news radio. Man, good. So did I, but it's not in my top four. I got you. So I'm going to start off. I'll do mine. So, uh, Seinfeld obviously is in mine. I was a huge Seinfeld fan. Love it. I have all the DVDs. I have all of the episodes. Seinfeld is phenomenal. Um, okay. So then I'm going to go with my number one next. And I, this, I mean, this was easy and we both completely agree the greatest sitcom in the nineties by far was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't, and if you, and if you beg to differ and you want to throw friends at me, or you want to throw something else. There's not a lot you could throw out there. I feel like the only ones that even have a chance at coming near it are probably Friends and Seinfeld. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is no better. There's nothing better 
and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I believe that a lot of how I am, who I am today, I base off of Will Smith on an everyday basis. You're on the mic with your beef. Uh, let's see. Yep. Chris, yep. Man. yep. I still say draws. I still say draws. Oh, yeah. I still say draws. I tell my son all the time, say, hey, put your draws in the, in the hamper. I told you, put your draws in the hamper. <laughs> anyway, all right, so that's that's but, number that's, that's all picture. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. So that's my number one. Seinfeld's in there. The rest of these aren't in an order. Seinfeld's in there. The one for me that I don't think that that's kind of off the wall, your your news radio for me, Murphy Brown. Oh, that's right. You're a big Murphy Brown guy. That's Love Mur Murphy Brown. Candace Parker. Um, she was she was hilarious in that. Uh, the young the young girl in that I had a huge crush on her the blonde short hair the other the other uh, news anchor on the show she was had a huge crush on her anyway Murphy Brown now my last pick I still have not made my number four pick I'll tell you what it's between it's between Saved by the Bell Clarissa explains it all Nickelodeon loved that show. Uh, I put friends in there. I liked friends. I always liked friends, but everybody puts friends so high. It makes me want to knock it out. But I loved friends. Friends was great. Sex in the city. Never watched it until I was till like in the two thousands, later in the two thousands. And uh, I watched it when I, after I got married, my wife was watching it. Uh, she had never seen it and kind of liked it. Uh, and then these are tough. These Martin, Oh my God. Yeah. I would stay up at night watching the CW and watch Martin at night all the time. Coach, the reruns of Coach, I watched forever. Roseanne, I mean, you had Roseanne was great. And Married with Children. Mm -hmm. So those are my off to the side. I've got to figure this out. And as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm going to knock off Friends, I'm going to knock off Sex in the City. Um, man, Saved by the Bell, dude, growing up, Saved by the Bell was it, right? Saved by the Bell, and then the college years, and then the when he gets married, and, like, there was a lot. Saved by the Bell spun off a lot. Yeah. Um, man, but Coach was so great. I stayed up every night watching Married with Children. Roseanne was unbelievable. Martin with Gina and Pam and uh, – uh, Tommy, what was the other guy? What was the goofball's name on that? Cole. Cole. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going with Mary with Children. Al Bundy, Mary with Children, Christina Applegate. Everybody loved Christine, young Christina Applegate. So I'm putting Married with Children up there as my number four. Man, that was tough. Oh, I still don't know how I feel about it. I, you know what? I, I, I cannot argue against Married with Children. Even all the, the whole list that you gave me, I, I agree with all of those are up there. Just almost everything you said were on my, on my list of everybody else. Um, Married with Children was fantastic. Al Bundy, that character, oh my gosh, so funny. So great. Bud, Bud Bundy, Peggy Bundy. I mean, the whole thing was just – it was just a great show. Yeah. Just a phenomenal show. It All was. right, so let's go through these. So Family Matters, right? You said Family Matters. Yeah. Basically, there was a run on TGIF that you could 
you could put a whole skew of shows from TGIF in your top four. Full House. I mean, yep. how can you not think Full House has got to be up in there? Mm-hmm. Um, Hanging with Mr. Cooper was one that I completely forgot until I was talking to you today. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot all about Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep. Love Mr. Cooper. Uh, step by Step. Still love Step by Step. Day by Day. All of those that you've mentioned so far, all of those on my list. Yep. Okay, let's keep going then. Uh, how about Blossom? You remember Blossom? I do. And then the spinoff, her brother Joey had the spinoff. Yeah. Joey was – Episodes of that, I was like, eh. Not so good. But Blossom was good. Blossom. Uh, so I'm going to say one right now, and I don't know how this fits in. This is a TGIF show. Um, but would dinosaurs count? Yeah, I was thinking about dinosaurs. Um, I mean, as long as, yeah, as long as the majority of it or at least half of it or whatever was in the 90s, which I guess it would be because it was during, it was during that same time as Family Matters and Step by yes. Step. But yeah. But uh, I was thinking it because it's not really, I mean, it's, it's not animated. Because, I mean, you've got like Ren and Stimpy, Daria, South Park, Simpsons, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life, Doug, Family Guy, SpongeBob, Hey Arnold. King of the Hill, the, some of the great animated shows. I left all those off. But the, you left them off. Okay. I threw those into a separate, into a separate bin. Yeah. So I jumped through those 10 real quick. We're good. We got rid of those. Now, what about Boy Meets World? You remember Boy Meets World? I do. I wasn't – a lot of people were huge into that show. I was never – I never really got into that show that much. Um, so I didn't have it on my list. But – yeah, I, I I mean I know the characters and stuff like Topanga. that. Topanga, oh man, Topanga, huge crush on Topanga. Yeah. yeah. What was he doing with Corey? I have no idea, but you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Home Improvement. Yep. Another good. I mean, that's that is a staple of the '90s. That was JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and uh, Tim Toolman Taylor. That was that was awesome. Al made that show, in my opinion, and obviously. Wilson. Pamela Anderson got her start there. Oh, yeah. She was the first uh, tool girl or whatever whatever they called it. Um, yeah. Tool time. Uh, all right, so now let's get off of TGIF. Now I got a couple for you that early 90s that were only on three, four, five years. Well, most of these were only three, four, five years. But do you remember the old LL Cool J in the house? Remember in the house with LL Cool J? Oh. He always had a hat on, no matter what, throughout that whole show. He always either had a hat or a beanie on. Do you remember that? I, I totally forgot about that show. I, I don't remember a lot about it. I don't really remember anything about it, but I do kind of remember that show. I, remember- I used to watch that show all the time. LL Cool J, funniest part, because he always had a hat. Every scene, all the time, always wearing a hat. And one time, and you know, he was always jacked. And one time... Uh, his roommate, I kid, one of the girls in there, opens up the shower curtain, or he opens up the shower curtain while she's in the bathroom, and he's got and he's got a shower cap on. <laughs> so he still had his hat. I always think about that. Like, oh boy, always had a hat on in that show. Was it because he had some some? Was he balding and he didn't want to? Sh- I mean, is it? Is it he's was- always shaved his head. His head's been shaved ever since he was. So it was like a so it was like a Wilson from Home Improvement thing. It was just a thing for his for the show. It was covering up. Exactly, 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 exactly. 
was the premise that he was a retired running back from the Raiders? Um, no. Was he on a movie? Like that. Because I remember, hang on, Mr. Cooper, he, was, uh, he played for the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And then he became like a gym teacher or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember. I may, that might have been. He might have been. I can't remember exactly. That's, that's coming to mind. I don't know if that's right or not. But, yeah. It's a good one. Anyway, all right. So, uh, remember Just Shoot Me, David Spade? Yeah. I, that's a show I didn't watch. But, I, but yeah. Uh, if you get to watch it, there's, there's a girl on there. Her name's Maya. In the show, I don't know what her real name is. Maya Gallo. To this day, I, oh, one of the biggest crushes I had was a little kid. <laughs> she had a gap tooth too. Like I always remember, there's a little bit of a gap in there, but that's all right. She was still hot. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got on here. I'm gonna go through these. You're you're just stuck with me talking about '90s TV shows right now. I hate. To do this. All right, so uh, Fran Drescher, the nanny. Oh, no, no oh. good. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the show, but I didn't watch it much because it's very hard to listen to her speak. Okay. How about this one? How about this one? Doogie Hauser. Oh, hold on. What, what, were the, what were the years that that was on? Do you know? Yes. I looked it up to make sure I was good, and I don't have them in front of me, but I'm, I'll tell you, it was it, – I consider this – a 90s show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what they are because I'm going to type it in right here. I'm going to say 90s, 90s sitcoms, and it's one of the first ones to pop up. And the years were four seasons. First season aired in 1989. 89 to 93. I consider that 90s. I'm good. Absolutely. I loved Doogie Howser. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that one up. Absolutely. Doogie Howser. Now, another one of my all-time favorites there is about a, a group of kids in college, um, A Different World. Remember A Different World? Yeah. My favorite dude on that was that dude, Dwayne, with the flip-up glasses. Dwayne Wayne, yeah. That was my guy. I had flip-up, circle flip-up glasses yeah. just because of him. Yep, that was a good show. Oh, that was oh, good show's not even word. That was phenomenal. Uh, what else I got on here? Oh, remember Wings? Yeah, I, I didn't watch that show, but yes, I do remember that show. Wings was good. Um, and then let's see. I also have Living Single, Queen Latifah. Yep. The other chick in that show, her roommate made that show. My Kim, Kim, Kim some uh, two Kims. I can't remember the other one's name. Uh, Kim Fields. Yeah, Kim Fields, and then I think there was Kim another. Coles. Kim Coles. Coles, yep. That's it. But uh, Erica Alexander, Maxine, Maxine, she was the one that made that show. Uh, let's see. What else I got on here? Third Rock from the Sun. That was I didn't watch that one either, but yeah. Uh, John did you watch right? TV in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't watch everything. I feel like I've watched every one of these shows. News radio I have on here. Uh, Mad About You. Mad About You. I, I didn't watch that one either. Was that Paul Reiser? Yes, Paul Reiser. Exactly. Paul Reiser and uh, Helen Hunt. Yep. yep. That was good. Uh, let's see. Oh, another big crush. Young Dharma from Dharma and Greg. 
Uh, oh, Dharma and Greg was on in the 90s? Dharma and Greg, yeah. The one I didn't watch, but yeah, I know it. I didn't watch nothing. Grace Under Fire? Yeah, I didn't watch that one either. Uh, what about Sybil? Did you watch Sybil with Sybil Shepherd? I didn't watch it. I'm, I'm sure I saw an episode or two of every one of these, but that was it. All right, how about this? How about this one? How about this one? This was a good one, too. This was another another old crush of mine. I had a bunch of crushes on these all these people. Moesha. Mo Brandy. I was a big Brandy guy. Yeah. Ooh. I had a crush the on her. Grades. Oh, gosh. She was <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Becker with Ted Danson. You remember Becker? I do. I didn't watch much of that, but yeah. Uh, uh sabrina the teenage witch always loved i had a weird little weird little crush on uh uh like i i almost put her with clarissa explains it all in there but sabrina the teenage witch yeah uh let's see what else we got we only got a couple left uh let's see three left three left let's see which we do first let's say uh okay so there's dawson's creek all the kids watch dawson's creek right all the girls watch that i that's one show i never watched but i put it on here just because i would girls... was it a sitcom or was it like a drama or would you i don't know like maybe it was it maybe it was a drama i don't know but um oh my gosh i can't believe i left one out that i didn't even think of maybe i'm wrong about the years on it but uh what was the show Oh my gosh, we just watched it and they just had one, they just had like a re-episode of it. Um, no, that had to be in 2000. Anyway, besides that, how about the Steve Harvey show? Said the entertainer and Steve Harvey. Steve I, Harvey was the teacher, was the, was, the, was the band teacher or the music teacher? I, I did not watch that show. I know what you're talking about. I did not watch what? the Steve Harvey show. Oh my gosh. I can't, I think that was a CW show too. You didn't watch that? Said the entertainer and said the entertainer had a big crush on the, on the uh, real loud uh, uh, assistant in the office. I can't remember her name. And then they ended up getting married. Said was the gym teacher. Yeah, I, I didn't. And Steve Harvey had a crush on a principal. I I did not know um, enough about that show to know those details. I know dude. I love both those guys. I just didn't know. I just didn't know that I loved them in the nineties. All right. Frazier was on forever in the nineties. Uh, Frazier is uh Frazier is, uh, is, that's an easy watch. Always funny. That's a, that's a good one. Everybody loves Raymond was on for like 11 seasons and started in like 96. So I don't know if that counts. I, I, I thought I saw nine seasons. And so since it was 96 and I, I don't know, at least when I looked it up before, I, I thought I saw nine seasons. So that's almost right in the middle I guess there was maybe one more season in the 2000s, but um, I, I was kind of thinking about considering that one too. Um, and then, yeah, no, I was just thinking about Night Court for a second, but that was that was. That's, I looked that up. That was the 80s. Cheers was 80s. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted Golden Girls to be on there because Golden Girls would have been in my top four. I yeah, I was I thought about Who's the Boss? That was more in the 80s. The Cosby Show. Yep in the 80s growing pains was more in the 80s so well uh and, and my my favorite show from the 80s was family ties but so that but those were all in the 80s so we just did our best 80s show was alf alf was way up there loved alf um i think the only one and this is another borderline one because it was on for eight seasons and it started in 86 so it was half in the 80s half in the 90s. okay 
Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. I, I saw that and I thought the same thing. I was like, man, that's close. Cool. Balky. Balky Bartaka Moose. Yeah, and Cousin Larry. And that was um, – I'm pretty sure that was part of the TGIF lineup for a while. It was part of the – it was one of the originals. That's what I thought. Uh, it started in 91. It was, on, it was one of the original TGIFs, yes. So there you go. And I, along, along with Full House, and there was three of them that was on the originals. Full House. It matters, right? Oh, Family Matters. Yeah, Family Matters was the whole time. Yeah. Family Matters was great. Love <sighs> what a shit. Loved it. When Steve Urkel, when he started Luke, when he started getting older and, like, getting in shape, and they had to, like, figure something out because, like, he was a geek that actually looked like, oh, well, change your clothes, dude. You look pretty good. Yeah. And then they came out with Stefan. Yeah. Oh, man. Woo! Jaleel, what's his name? Something white. Jaleel White, was that it? Yep. Oh, man. When he came out with Stefan, it was like, oh, look, Urkel got good. Urkel looking good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, man. I mean, every everything on my list that didn't make my top four, you mentioned. I just wrote down every single show I could think of, and then I got on to find some of the characters from them, and I kind of I grabbed a couple more online. It was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I watch out, oh my gosh. Yeah, this was fun. This was a fun one for me. I loved, loved, loved watching TV and watching these silly shows. It was all they were all good shows too, man. There's. Nothing in here you you would not let your kid watch. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you could watch every one of these shows with your kid. Yep. And I mean, you you should be able to find with all the stuff we have now, you should be able to find most of these or all of these somewhere. Like even just like clips on YouTube or something from from episodes of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. You might not be able to find Hanging with Mr. Cooper on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But you can find something. You can find some some old clips from parts of shows or whatever, even if you can't find full episodes. Um, and and, and I, I, that's just so cool. It's so cool to go back and watch some of that stuff. Um, I, I went back and watched the introduction to Zoobly Zoo yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Zoobly Zoo. Yeah, I mean, that's not a sitcom, but it was, it was a children's show. And it was, it was I don't know, it might have been more in the 80s than in the 90s. But um, yeah. But anyway. Do you remember the peanut butter and jelly song on Zoobly Zoo? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, peanut yeah. Butter, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. First, take the peanuts and you crunch them. I love that. <laughs> yes, sir. Zoobly Zoo, we were all part of the Zoobly Zoo fan club. That's what we Your were. mom, and I know I was, and I know you two were. I assume the rest of our cousins were. Or maybe not. Maybe it was just the three of us. But we were all part of the Zoogly Zoo fan club. Yep. Yep. That was, uh, yeah, that, was, that was so cool. I was just telling somebody about that yesterday. And I, I thought about it. And I was like, man, I got to watch the intro. Oh, my gosh. Just those characters, like, I don't really remember too much. But just thinking in my head, the characters on that, I mean, that, that borderline a little scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, if you went to one of those, like, if you went to, like, a live Zoobly Zoo show and they did those meet and greets after, I'm sure there were a lot of kids that were, if they did those, I don't even know that they did, but if they did something like that, uh, like a Sesame Street Live, how they do or something, like, you know. Yeah. They, you see yeah, the they all got weird noses and, like, ugh. 
Yeah, it was it was there was a lot of makeup involved in that show, and yeah, you had the guy that looked it was you know Bravo that looked like the fox, and yep, for Beaver it, it looked like a beaver, and you know Lookout wasn't wasn't too scary, but uh, you know he was supposed to be a bear and um, Takatu and was the fox. I forgot about that dude. These see, I feel like some of these people were in other things. Yeah, they had. I was looking at yeah, I was looking at the cast yesterday. Mayor Ben. I didn't recognize anybody. Yeah, really. Mayor Ben's been in some other stuff. Ben Vereen, I know, was the I, he was the most famous one. I know he was in some other. Yeah, stuff. he was in Roots and and yeah. and a few. Other, anyway, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Mayor, what was his name? Mayor. Uh, Mayor Ben. And yeah, talking to cockatoo. Oh my gosh. Builder Beaver, yep. Bravo Fox, Lookout Bear, Was it? Was I? Can't I don't remember the kangaroo. Oh man! All right, I gotta stop this because I'll, I'll get out of here. <laughs> this is just a, anyway. This is just an Adam and Chris childhood episode. That's all this is right now. That's all that was. All right, man. Nineteen. I'll tell you right now. Nineteen eighty-six. It was on for how long was it on? Um, not giving it to me, Adam. They always tell. Oh, <laughs> it aired from 1986 to 1987. I don't know how. Uh, if you didn't watch Zubilee Zoo, shame on you. It's your fault that it didn't stay on for more than a year. But I agree. We get, we did our best, and 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 Kathy paid the money to get us in on the on the Zubilee Zoo fan club. How I mean, how dedicated were we after one season to be in the fan club? <laughs> that's no joke, right? No joke. That's that's legit fans right there, bub. <laughs> legit fans. Oh goodness! Speaking of legit fans, another great sitcom of the two thousands is uh, oh man, I don't even remember what it was called now. Um, Nick Cannon in the show that this Jacob Williams is on. Oh. Yep. I know what you're talking about, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Wow. Keep wanting, now that we've been talking about the 90s, I keep wanting to say all that. That was a TV show. Keenan and Kel was a sitcom. Keenan and Kel. You're right. All that. Oh, man. Anyway, Wild and Out and uh, whatever that, whatever Wild and Out is on. Is that what it's called? Wild and Out? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. So let's talk about Jacob Williams. Jacob Williams. I'll let you go first. What'd you think about him? Uh, so the, so we watched his special called Unemotional Roller Coaster, uh, which is well titled uh, because this dude is, um, I, I hate to say he remind, reminded me of myself in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, but he, uh, he, he was, I don't know, I'm already stumbling, but it was hard to – it's hard to explain. You, you really have to watch it, and I think you should because I, I, I recommend it. It's not that – so I didn't think it was the best comedy uh, special I've ever seen or anything like that. But, you know, he's, he's very low. He's very monotone and very unemotional. You know, he's very he's, – he's real low-key and uh, – very self-deprecating, very unsure of himself, very he always he looks very nervous. He looks um I don't know, man. I, I'm finding it hard. I feel like I 
I've watched it and I had very clear thoughts about what was going on, but it's hard to explain. You really have to watch this one. It was just funny. He just, he's, he's a guy that looks like he's got a lot of anxiety and, and he, he was nervous to be up there and all that, but he did okay. I mean, I thought he was fine. I, you know, he, he had some stuff that was pretty funny, some good ideas at least. And um, I don't know. I don't know if he – but I don't think if he brought more energy, if it would be the same though. I think this might be his thing. He, need, he, he might need to stick with what he's doing and just keep trying to develop his material and making it funnier. Yeah, I think a big thing for him is timing, right? Like he knows he needs timing. Some things I think if he would let sit for a second longer and then go – on a because he he jumps out of it so fast he's so I can't even explain it like like he'll be making fun of himself and then he switches it so quick and it's like he needs to let it sit there and then pull it down but watching the whole thing that's kind of the way he is he 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 is this nervous monotone uh guy and and he's all he talks about and he talks about it a ton so to kind of give people an idea, I keep going back to this Mitch Hedberg, right? Because Mitch Hedberg to me is one of the first people that would take, would just do, and I could be, I'm sure I'm totally wrong. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that did it before him, but would do like, have like 60 jokes in an hour special. And they, none of them really all come together or anything like that. Maybe once or twice they'll come together, but it's just a whole bunch of little quick, funny jokes with with perfect hits right at the end the like almost like one-liners i guess what's his name is the king of the one-liners and he was back in the 70s and 80s so uh maybe hedberg wasn't best but hedberg's who i remember doing it and i if you like that stuff which i do like it my problem is i can't remember all the jokes because there were so many different things involved right a lot of it about uh how little he how little women he gets and stuff like stuff like that but uh, and then he's got some silly ones like he just randomly says i want to <laughs> which isn't funny at all but yet i still kind of giggle he says i want to uh i want to invent i want to start a i want to start a uh an uber during the cold or a, a lift service during the curb when it's cold outside and call it uber yeah <laughs> i do so, Anyway, I it, I it was good. Um, I don't, did you rank it? Did you rate it yet? I did not. I would say I give it a. <coughs> I would give it a. Two point eight. Wow. Okay. What's the middle for you? Two point five. Yes. Middle's three. I'm gonna give it like a three point three point three. It was it was good. It was good. I, I did laugh, and there's a lot of stuff in it. So there's a lot, a lot of jokes. He's a funny dude. Um, I think he did a good job. I personally think he's better on Wildin' Out, but that was still good. So I can see you staring at the screen. You got the blue light in your face. You are looking for your comedy special. What are we watching next week? And it's funny you said that because I had it. I had it pulled up before we started the, the episode. And uh, and then when I went away from it to look at something else, to look at the Harden trade, 
now it's not coming back up for me on Netflix. I had something on Netflix. Um, so I'm going to try to go as quickly as I can and select, yep, there it is, Reese Nicholson. Ooh, Reese Nicholson. R-H-Y-S Nicholson, live at the Anatheum, I think. That's how you pronounce that. Um, so uh, th this just came out this year. I'm not sure what month. I think just recently, I'm pretty sure. So, or I'm sorry, it says 2020. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. You, I already said, I'm pretty, pretty sure it came out this year. I'm not sure which month. <laughs> I got an idea. We're 13 days into 2021. So <laughs> I meant that it came out in 2020. It still feels like 2020. Um, so, yeah, I, that's uh, Reese Nicholson. Live at the there, – there it goes. It's starting on my phone, and I did not want that to happen. Anyway, Reese Nicholson, live at the Anatheum. That's what we'll do for that. And then I also have to select a uh, Mount Rushmore for next week. Yes, you do. So what I am going to select is I want to go – I feel like I want to go back to sports just for a week. These are fun. These off-the-beaten-path these off things or whatever that we're doing are super fun. I love them. I think I want to go back to sports, though. And I want to do – we talked about this before, and we said we probably weren't going to do this one. But I think, I think we need to, to do our quarterbacks. We're, we're in the middle of the NFL playoffs now. I think your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks is what we're going to do next week. Are we doing a certain era? Are we just all time ever to, to walk on the, on the field? All time. I'm going to say all time quarterbacks. And do we want to do our favorite? Is it our, our personal Mount Rushmore or do we want to do. See, I feel like on this one, I feel like this is where we go to the Mount Rushmore. The, so. I feel like on the sports side of things, it's the Mount Rushmore. I feel like when we get into the goofy stuff, then it's ours, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it just becomes, let's talk about how funny some of our favorite stuff is. Yeah. But for this, I feel like it should be the Mount Rushmore, the, the greats. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I know this is kind of a, this is kind of like a too easy one. It's like a, it's not much of a, it's not creative at least, but I don't know. I, when I, as I go, as I cycle through them in my head, I can I can think of, six or seven right off the bat that I probably would put in there. So I need to look at who knows when I'm going to have time to do this, but, <laughs> but this is tough for you. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to, I want to go through, I want to look at, at everybody's numbers when they played and that kind of thing. Cause it's like, like with anything in sports, when you compare, it's so hard to actually compare fairly compare eras, right? Yep. So it's really hard to compare Johnny Unitas to to Peyton Manning. They play especially because the game is so different. Look at every record right now is held by quarterbacks that are still playing. Yeah. I mean, every one of them are held because it's a, that's the type of league we're in. So you really got to go back and find guys that uh, set themselves apart, hands down, in their era. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. And that, that's where Rushmore, it's tough to find a Mount Rushmore of the 2000s on the quarterback side of things. It really is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And I, I feel like those older guys, because they didn't throw as much for the most part, 
that's where kind of uh, where their peers, the way their peers talk about them. I think that holds a lot more weight there, you know, like, you know, cause people that played against Johnny Unitas and who have lived to see everybody after him might say, Johnny Unitas is still the best ever. I played against him and that that's part of my bias probably, but he did things that, you know, drove us insane. We couldn't figure it out. And he's, he was just so gifted, so much better than everybody else at that time, you know, Johnny Unitas, probably like most basketball players from the 60s, would be average today. You know what I mean? So, um, but at that time, they were far and away the best. So, um, I, I find that kind of interesting. And, and maybe the yeah. don't stack up, like you said, against a lot of the guys today. But, um, you know, your, your, your Dan Marinos and your Johnny Unitas's and your Fran Tarkentons and your Joe Montana's and and then you got obviously the guys today that are that are surefire Hall of Famers, and I think it's going to be fun. David Klingler's, your Achilles Smiths, your um, yes, Jeff Blake's, AJ McCarron's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tim Couches, yep. Huh. Okay, mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf, right, exactly, yep. Uh, you know, your your uh, your uh. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we've got our comedy for next week. We've got our Mount Rushmore for next week. We're going to see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets before next week. Or maybe we will, maybe we won't. Who knows when Kyrie comes back? Who knows when James Harden's going to be eligible to play? Kevin Durant's going to be out there winning games by himself. And uh, he and DeAndre. I need- Who's back because I got Harden and Kyrie on my fantasy team, which is they're just taking points away from each other now. So I don't know if this is good for me or not. But, uh, uh, yeah, here we go. Okay. They should average 150 again. I hope so. (laughs) And I hope they still get their their 50 points apiece. All right. The Phoenix Suns did in the the 2000s. In 2010s, when Steve Nash was on that team, if he has them playing like that and they have those three scores, they should average 150. They should each average about 35 a game. It's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. All right. Well, so we've got next week. Adam, you did a great job this week. Congratulations on your stand-up comedy. I loved it. I didn't rate it. I would give it probably a 3.9. Or 3.7, maybe. I don't want to go too overboard and make you feel like there's some nepotism involved. Uh, 3.7. So, uh, well done. A little bit of work. You'd be right at a four, bud. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, 3.7 is uh, the most extreme nepotism I've ever heard of in my life because it wasn't anywhere close to that. But thank you. And you knew I was going to say, I knew you were going to give me a high score. You knew I was going to say, no, you're wrong. And uh, we just got to play our parts. So, there we go. And it is what it is. That's the part that we play. The game is over. And until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.